Who's the new Wolverine going to be? Just do it, guy. Just do it, guy. What's his name? Shaquille or Neil? Just do it, guy. Who's the guy? Just do it. In what? What is that? He's just like a skit he did. Like, he got angry. He did a little rant. Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Shia LaBeouf. Okay. I would have never got that. Holy shit. Is he in a cult? We should have looked him up. He is a cult. <laughs> all, all just, he, he was born into a cult. He, was he? And I'm going to say his name uh, in Hebrew means. My bones are younger than you. King of the beef. The buff is beef. The buff is beef. Shia is like. Shia. Uh, like a shut the Shia. Like, well, what thing, but that's what you used to call your. your this is your our king whole book. Oh, I'm recording. <laughs> king of the beef. <laughs> Alright, here we go. This is Drunk Theory, and I'm Kara. I'm Matthew. We got Kelly over here. Hello. <laughs> laughing in the background. We got oh, no, Ryan. No, no, no. <clears throat> Ryan is laughing because I actually looked for the translation of Shia LaBeouf. And what did I say it was? Thank God for beef. It is not that. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It is thank God for beef. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf translates into thank God thank for God beef. Thank God for beef. And LaBeouf what? means of beef and Shia means in, thank God. In what language? Hebrew. He's Jewish. Shia LaBeouf is thank God for beef. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank God is that his beef. real name or is that like a stage? Oh no, that is his real name. <laughs> now I need to know his parents' name and what cult he was in. Okay, so Ryan, say hello to everybody. Hello. Ryan's everybody. been here before. He's joining us again. And right over here we got our biggest fan, Alicia, my favorite sister-in-law. <laughs> say hello and tell everybody how much you love us. Hello. That was great. We, we love your excitement. Hey, I'm not good at, at speaking in front of me. Like you're not speaking shit. in front of anybody. Like we're all just here, so ain't nobody listening to yeah, us if anyway. Up shit, we can just delete it later. Yeah, so. I will edit it. Except for I say I'll, that, I'll but I never do. I leave in the dumbest parts of everybody, so y'all keep that in mind. I'll get more vocal as I get drunker. That's how it works. Well, then are you trying to working? Yeah. All right. So today we are talking about cults. And we are drinking and the Southern Death Cult. That's right. Let's let our bartender tell you what we're drinking so y'all can drink along. That's right. So I am mixing up a drink that is equal parts, Jack Daniels, Wild Turkey, and Southern Comfort in two ounces a piece of those, and then three ounces each of Coke and 7-Up. And that is the Southern Death Cult. And it will knock you on your ass. And let me tell y'all what, it is fucking disgusting that first one. But if you can get <laughs> if you can get that first one down, I'm jamming on these drinks. <laughs> they are so good now. Right? <laughs> For all of our Twitter followers out there, y'all just make it all eight of them. <laughs> no, we've got like a hundred and sixty something followers. I have had my actual personal Twitter account for like nine years on ten followers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of them is like my other account. <laughs> so y'all need to follow our asses on there even though we're slacking and not doing anything. Yeah, Facebook too. Oh uh, we got Facebook too. Are we shouting out our things now? Because everybody else does that so let's do that too. Yeah. So we got Twitter. We got the Instagrams. We got Facebook. We got YouTube. But it sucks. <laughs> but <laughs> follow it anyway. Whatever. We got three subscribers on there. One of them is Alicia. One of them is Alicia's husband. <laughs> and one of them is some other podcast. Christy something with movies. It's like this girl named Christy and then I don't know if it's her friend or her brother or whatever. 
But he tries to get her to explain movies that she's never seen. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Y'all should go watch it. Christy Doesn't Know Movies is the name of it. <laughs> so, y'all check out Christy Doesn't Know Movies because that shit is fucking funny. <laughs> she don't know shit. I don't even know what we're talking about. We're talking about our one other YouTube subscriber. Is right, okay. Christy Doesn't Know Movies. And it, I mean, check it out. You ain't got nothing better to do. Yeah. I don't even subscribe to our YouTube. Why the hell not? That's right. How do I only have three subscribers and there are five people in this fucking room right now? I don't know how technology works. All right. This week, we are talking about cults. I went ahead and did um, like the research of the word. So, the term cult first appeared in English in 1617. And we got that from the French word. I'm going to spell it because I don't know how to say it. It's C-U-L-T-E. Anybody here speak French? Cult. So it's still just cult. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And that, it's like cast and cast system to C-A-S-T. It's the same word. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, and that for them meant worship. So the first time we had it in our English language, we used it, and that's what it meant. It meant worship. So used to cults, it wasn't bad. It was like Christians were cult. It's just like whatever you believed was a cult. Okay. Say, I did what makes a cult. So Ooh, what nice. characteristics make Oh, hold on, because I have questions okay, that okay. maybe you can answer. Right. Um, I do want to say that in modern English, the definition of a cult is a social group defined by unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs or its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. My question for you, since you did research, which I meant to do and did not do, <laughs> is there a certain number of people that it takes to be a cult? From what I read, it's oh, not, not the... I'm sorry. It's <laughs> not the amount of people in it. It's what the group does that makes them the cult. Okay, but... It's it, right. You have to have followers. Yeah. Sorry, there's only two. Okay, but, so, okay, so ha, but how many followers do you have to have? Does one count? You know, like, so, could me and Alicia be a cult, or does it have to be, like, five or more? Like, I know not, to... It's not the amount of people, it's the idea behind it. But I know to start your own religion, doesn't it have to be ten? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I feel right. like there should... There's also... a concrete number. There yes, it has ten. to be ten people to start your own religion. So, I feel like there should be the same... Seven. Fucking seven. seven. <laughs> we're going to start it right now. Seven. Seven people. In here? One, there's five in here. Two more. We need two more people, and we can start our own cult. All right, let, let me keep going with my little bit of history, and then we'll go on. In the 1930s, cults became the object of sociological studies of religious behavior. Christians started looking at just every other religion, and they were like, these people are being weird. These people are being weird. We think this might be a cult. Let, let, let's look into them. Let's look into them. Even though maybe they weren't cults, it was just a different fucking religion. But for whatever reason, Christians think that they're just all over the bullshit. And if you're different than them, then you're a fucking cult. So, in the 1940s started the Christian countercult movement. And that opposed any new religious movements. So, in the 1930s, they started talking about it. By the 1940s, they had a backing. And they were like, hey. These people are fucking weird. And there were enough people that agreed with them that those people were fucking weird that they labeled those people as cults. 
And that is all I have for the history of cults. Does anybody else have anything? Did anybody else do history of cults? No. You said I you didn't. did. What What else do you have? I just said, like, what characteristics make up a cult? What things have to be in it for it to be considered a cult? Okay, well, read those to us. What What makes it a cult? So, there were three. There was a charismatic and authoritarian leader. Thought con- control, which is, like, changing thoughts without them realizing they're changing. That's all part of the control, control thing. Yeah. And then exploitation. They had to take something from them, whether it was their name, money, other people around them. They had to dis on their families. You were 100% in it. Anybody who's not in it does not exist. So basically, organized religion. Pretty much. Pretty right? much. <laughs> also did the eight-step framework of how you're they recruit for later, too. Like, it always starts with it already being a group. So there's already an established group. And then the leader will send out people who recruit right and they identify people with specific characteristics that makes them more vulnerable to manipulation like being shy or being down the love past or, abusive yes things like that yes teenage, and those people are runaway shit like that yes and those people are more likely to join a cult yep. and then they invite these people to a non-threatening event like like a a prayer group or welcoming or something like that and then the next step is that while they're in those groups because they invite them out a few times they do love bombing which is all approval and loving environments and support but that's how they keep you coming back that's the next step is that they they sell their ideas or they dangle a prize of like you know, you being on the good side of the apocalypse or, you know, some, some bullshit, you know? Yeah. The next step is tough love, which is to start applying rules, but not rules that you think are too weird yet. You know, you're not allowed to sleep with anybody outside your faith. You're not allowed to, usually it's about sex. The step after that is renouncing all your loved ones. Anybody outside the group does not exist. Typically, at that point, they make you change your name because you are a new person. You have grown to the group. You are a new person. Thanks. After stage six, which is, which is uh, renouncing your loved ones, they start making, they start introducing all their core beliefs. So, like things you didn't know that were there that are now there. They start making decrees about, you know, some of them do like free love or any money that belongs to you belongs to the cult. You have to give it up. Alright, and step Sorry, eight is uh, zero tolerance of criticism. So you're so far in at this point. You, have, you do everything they say, you criticize them all, they, like, backlash at you, they take things from you, they <clears> separate <throat> from you from family, they beat you, any of those things imprison you. And then at that point, you're fully in the cult. So that's how they recruit you. <laughs> Are we going to do specific <laughs> cults now? Yes, we're, now we're doing specific cults. And I'm going to go first, because it's okay. my topic. And I'm about to fuck this name up. So, if anybody else knows what the fuck I'm talking about, please jump in. Um, Shinrikyo. Um, now they call it Aleph. A-L-E-P-H. They were a Japanese doomsday cult founded in 1984. And they were the ones that committed the Tokyo subway sarin attack in 1995. Killed 12 people, severely injured 50. And that happened on March 20th, 1995. Still to this day, it's the deadliest terrorist attack in Japan. Um, supposedly they did this because they got word of a police raid that was supposed to happen on March 22nd to investigate other attacks that this fucking doomsday cult had done. And the whole reason they're doing these attacks is because they think it's the end of the world, except for it's not. So they're like, we kind of need to make it look like the end of the world. So they just start fucking gassing everybody for no fucking reason. 
And then the, <laughs> the next one, this is, is this the salad bar one? This is a salad bar one. It's Osho. And it was ran by, I'm about to fuck it up, Bhagwan Shri Rajneesh. So this guy, and they were in Oregon. Why were they in Oregon? They released a bioweapon, and that's what the news said it as. They, they said they released a bioweapon at salad bars all across Wasco, Oregon. But this bioweapon was salmonella. I don't know if salmonella counts as a bioweapon. Well, if it's biological and you use it to hurt people, it's it's a bioweapon. So that's the thing? Yeah. It made 700 people sick and three dozen people got put in the hospital. Nobody died because they're a bunch of idiots and don't know what they're doing. But um, the whole reason, yeah, I mean, this is a normal day. But the whole reason that they did it was they were trying to incapacitate voters so that their candidates would win the 1984 county elections, which I thought was super cool because we got elections coming up and people are being super weird about stealing mailboxes and there's a whole yeah. thing going on. I feel like that's a terrible plan though. Because it's a terrible plan. How do, you, how do you know your people are not the ones going? I mean, I guess they bar. send out a memo and they're like, hey, please don't eat salad yeah. for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat it. Jimmy's crab shack. <laughs> yeah, like, don't go here. September 7th or whatever. Um, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about Jared Leto. I did not do a whole bunch of research into this. But yes, Jared Leto has his own cult. It's called Mars Island. But it's only three nights. And I'm pretty sure people had to buy tickets. Right? It's like a resort? Yeah, it's something. I don't know. But they, they call him Jesus 2.0. They say that he's a prophet. And then, supposedly, which I couldn't find concrete evidence that it's true, he copyrighted or whatever the phrase, yes, it's a cult, and they sell bracelets. <laughs> so, yes, it's a cult. <laughs> and so, it's a three-night festival, and they promise you relaxation, fun, yoga, and an intimate 30 seconds to Mars concert. <laughs> <laughs> did they prophesize he would be a terrible fucking joker? They no. did not, I don't they, think. They don't but know what they're doing. Yeah, there's a Siberian Jesus, too. He has, like, a whole... A Siberian Jesus? Yes, he has, like, a thousand people living in the I'm going to be straight up honest with y'all. I have no idea what Siberians are. When I hear Siberian, all I know is tigers. Like I don't Russian. know what... Like Russian. Siberia is in Russia. It's somewhere I right thought there. it was Africa it's because not. there's tigers. It's cold Russia cold. has tigers? Yes, lots. <laughs> Russia has tigers. And yeah. bears and all kinds of I feel like all shit. Russia has is polar bears and fucking those birds that talk. Yeah, that's North Pole. <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> now y'all done fuck me up. <laughs> but, and this is pretty much the extent of my research because my research was terrible. I felt like I was doing good things, but I was doing terrible things. But I did have a question. What about anonymous? Are people who follow anonymous considered a cult? I say it doesn't because it doesn't match the it doesn't characteristics. Match the it doesn't. Ma everybody already has the same interest, and they're like, "Hey, this person did this. Y'all want to fuck them up?" And somebody's like, "Yes, hack the fuck out of them." And then they do it, and then they get on to their next shit, or they make fun or whatever. And they don't like, exclude their own really. members. I did never. do. Yeah, they would. Never. I did do research on anonymous yeah, just a little bit. Um, they started out on 4chan as like a joke group and all they did was piss people off because they thought it was funny. Like they just wanted to piss people off. You know, they're just like whatever. Well, their first major thing, which I did not know, they got super pissed because the Scientology people tried to censor an interview with Tom Cruise. <laughs> so Tom Cruise is the reason that Anonymous is the main <laughs> Alright, I 
have a question too. All right. So if we're doing if things are cults, I kept running across when I was doing some research about uh, Jehovah Witnesses being a cult. Who? Jehovah Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses. I saw them. I also saw the Harry Krishnas. Because I've watched like three different documentaries on them. And they do some fucked up But shit. see, if you go back to my original definition, it was anybody who wasn't straight up whatever Christianism, even though I know there's a hundred million different ones now. But it was the Christians who started that well, phrase because so. it was people... If they didn't follow it to a T, then they're like, oh, those are, that, it's a cult. Yeah. You know what it's I noticed cult. too? There's a big correlation between cults and like pedophilia. Every cult I come across has some type of. The children of God cult, that was one of their main beliefs. Is but it like, wasn't at first. It was like way later they started yeah, doing that. Yeah. You know, that's still a thing. That's, that's in my thing. It's still a thing today. It just has a different name. The Family International. Yeah. Yep. And it is run by his second wife. I wrote it on notes as well. Is that the. They've the first the, page or the only page that's that you the have? Only page that I have. I wrote one paragraph and then I'm like, my hand hurts, so I just read it off. Uh, all right, well, I'm done with mine. Who wants to go next? Who's got? I guess Matt, you want to do one and then I'll do one. Yeah, I'll do one. Um, I don't, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Oh, fuck it up like I did. Spell uh, it out, Captain. Yeah, I'm not even gonna do that. <laughs> this guy was uh, Canadian. He's from uh, Quebec. Let's see. His cult was the Ant Hill Kids. And apparently, this guy ran this cult, and it's known to be the most violent cult in all of Canada. Okay. Like, their entire history. This guy was super fucked up, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, during your eight-step thing, he believed in repopulating his cult by having sex with the female members and impregnating them, and the babies would then be raised into the cult. But also, he would send women out on the street to hook up with dudes and then they would bring them back and you know like oh come hang out and kind of get them into the cult that way as well but this guy was super violent towards all the, all the members and he even allowed the children to be violent he would let kids nail other kids to trees and beat them what uh he would let them like stab each other and cut each other and stuff like that and he had some weird fascination <clears throat> with anatomy so he would torture his people and specifically one lady he tortured at some point he put a hose in her butthole and then he cut open her stomach and with his bare hands was like taking out parts of her intestines and when he got done he had another member sew her back together with thread and needle and then she died you know a day or so later yeah. from, from the injuries so after she died he cuts the top of her head off has sex with her body and then takes out one of her ribs and wears it as a necklace. He puts a, a string through it and wears it around town. I've actually heard that story, but did not hear about it as being associated with a cult. It was just like this fucking guy did this yeah. fucking yeah. shit. Well, he had a whole group of, of followers at one point. Oh my god. Did the rib thing have to do with like his religion since, you know, like women are supposed to be a rib or something? Possibly. What I read didn't really specify on that. Because I don't think they really know why he did that. He, he died in prison. He got killed in prison. How prison everybody found out about it is he decided that he was going to take one of the dude members of his cult, chop his fucking arm off with a meat cleaver, and that dude went to the hospital, and they're like, well, what happened? And he explained everything. He immediately sent the fucking cops out there and found out he had been burning people with uh, torches and stuff like How that. How many people were in his thing do you know i'm not sure but there were a good many in there they considered his cult to be a spinoff of the seventh day adventist 
So they were kind of based on his religious beliefs. So when the cops went out there, what happened? Uh, they arrested him. And Did anybody else get charged with anything? Probably. I bet you don't know. <laughs> no. Did you hear the worst researcher? Uh, so it says by the 80s, there were nearly 40 members in his cult. But it happened in the mid to late 70s into the 80s. So it's taking like five years to get 40 people? Yeah. That should be like a red flag right there. <laughs> uh, he was also an alcoholic. Yeah. Red flag number two. <laughs> so with this guy that ran the anthill kids, some of the rules he had fit right in with the, the eight things that make a cult. He told people they were not allowed to talk to their families anymore. No outside contact. And once his drinking got really bad, he wouldn't even allow the cult members to speak to each other unless he was present. Well, no, you can't criticize. You can't. You can't be criticized if no one's there to say anything. You yeah. Know. If people criticized him and he found out about, it, he would physically like torture them. Yeah. And it says uh, he would hang people from the ceiling. I ain't letting no ugly motherfucker hang me from the uh, ceiling. I promise you that. Especially if he's drunk. How you gonna pick me up? <laughs> he would beat people all over their bodies with a belt. He would even pluck out every individual body hair one by one. He would always say, well, God told me that you were talking shit. So, <laughs> you know, we have to, you know, get rid of the sin that's in you kind of thing. I feel like that's how they get people. They make them believe that they're prophets from God. Uh, he would even uh, shit on people. They <laughs> raise money to support their commune by selling baked goods. But members who did not bring in enough money from selling their goods were punished. <laughs> Nobody liked your brownies, Betty. Uh, <laughs> Here's a big number two. Well, it says over time, <laughs> as you know, as he got worse and worse down this little rabbit hole he was living in, he got even more violent, and he would make people break their own legs as punishment. <laughs> he even do that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, he would he would give them a sledgehammer. He would oh, make people like sit on lit stoves. So he would turn the stove on and, like, you're going to sit here until you get burned. He would make people prove their loyalty by getting another member of the cult. And he would make somebody cut off their toes or fingers. One of his wives, who had a baby, left the baby outside in the freezing cold to die. Just so it didn't have to grow up inside and be with all that torture. He claimed to be a holy being and that people would have to cleanse themselves of sin by going through his torture and uh, to prove how holy he was he would do amateur surgical operations even though he had no medical background at all he would inject people with ethanol like straighten their stomachs and a lot of people died yeah I bet so they only no noticed shit. that all these people were dying when the one dude went to the hospital. Nobody asked qu any questions before I, he that. He might have been covering up the bodies. With the lady that he uh, that he killed, she complained that she had an upset stomach. So he performed an amateur surgery on her with no anesthesia. He laid her naked on the table, punched her in the stomach, and then forced a plastic tube into her rectum and... Filled it with molasses and olive oil. Oh, uh, wow. And man. then he cut her stomach over and started fucking with her intestines. It's because they wanted to see what was happening. She had a stomach ache. I'm going to do one that's a little lighter. The Cult of John Frum. This is a religious movement that began in the 1930s on the island of Tana in Vanuatu. And that is in uh, the South Pacific, kind of west of Fiji. So, Do people still live on that island today? Yes. Okay. yes. 
So it is centered around the worship of John Frum, who was thought to bring wealth and prosperity to the people if they followed him. There are different stories about what John Frum actually is. So some people say that it was a spirit vision, and others say that he's an American soldier, and others say that he's like an amalgamation of multiple American soldiers John from America. Some people, you know, think it's just this amalgamation of all the soldiers that were there during World War II. The idea is that if the people of the island of Tana rejected all aspects of West Western culture, like money and education, Christianity and all that, the white people would get out and leave all their shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> If we're dumb enough and we make this tribe of bushmen, it's going to scare the white people so bad that they leave in the middle of the night and y'all can have their houses. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1941, the, the followers of John Frum got rid of all their money and left their schools and churches and moved inland to participate in traditional feasts and dances and rituals. The European colonials hated that shit, of course, and they sought to suppress the movement with arrests and they even exiled some people. The movement actually continued to gain popularity throughout the early 1940s <clears throat> as more American soldiers and shit started to come and be around the island because they kept bringing more shit. <laughs> like, the more soldiers, the more shit, and, you know, the more people wanted to worship John Frum. After the war and after all the Americans left, followers of John Frum built symbolic landing strips so the Americans could find their way back to bring them more <laughs> shit. In 1957, a leader of the John Frum movement created the Tana Army, which is a non-violent ritualistic society that organized military-style parades of men with faces painted in ritual colors with the letters T-A-U-S-A, Tana Army USA, and the parade takes place every year on February 15th, the date on which followers believe John Frum will return. That's also known as John Frum Day. So they're still waiting. <laughs> I on never the, heard of this they're day. Still, they're still waiting on the Americans to come back and bring them. I was paying for so this day off work every year if I knew about this. So if a dude named John shows up on that day, they're gonna worship him or something. John from wherever. If he brings up a bunch of shit. Okay, so like, just like, <laughs> does it say what kind of shit? Like, is it baked goods or? <laughs> well, <laughs> they're looking at, at the, like, like what the Americans brought, the the food and you know probably transportation. In the 1970s, John Frum followers opposed the creation of an independent United Nation of Vanuatu with a centralized government. They thought that the government would favor Western culture and Christianity, which, you know, would destroy their whole thing because they thought that, you know, by admonishing those things, they would invite the person back, but then they would leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bring me your 
shit, but then get the fuck out. <laughs> well, did they have a plan to make the people get out, or they thought it was just gonna happen? No, they thought it would happen if they make them think that it's awful here. So they want people to think that it's cool, so that they come, and then when they get there, well, they, they the see. Well, the military to station them there, but they want to make it so. And bad. then when they get there, they see that it's fucking shit. And as soon as their plane lands, they're like, "I'm not packing anything. I'm fucking leaving." And so yeah. their their beans and their canteens and their tents and all that shit. They get to, they get Isn't to keep it bad that. or is that it, they want it to be like it's uncivilized, so it needs to be civilized again and then scare everybody off and do that over and over again so they get shit. Yeah. I feel like I could join up with that, right? Like I could scare some like more of a long running con than so, a It's a long con. Yeah. <laughs> so the John Frum movement still has an active political party. <laughs> The party celebrated its 50th anniversary in 2007. The leader was quoted by BBC as saying John Frum was our God, our Jesus, and he would eventually return. That's weird. Alright, Alicia, it's your turn then. Okay, I did the Children of God one, which the leader of it, their leader, was David Burke. He recruited members, like I said, by like inviting people to prayer groups, and his motto was like how far would you go for jesus which comes in way later he got members to move into like housing like group housing and before, yeah like a compound like the white guy did kind of but before like before um anybody noticed what he was doing he already had 233 of them all over the world and he would move just members. like living in their own houses but still no, like following huge him. communities of like 100 to 200 people okay all and right. he would constantly move these people around to like keep them disorientated, kind of keep them from making. So roots. they never, yep, yeah, they never, yeah. they never got roots. So he was like weird from the beginning. Once you moved in, had nothing, and he changed everybody's relationships. Like you were no longer married, and you no longer had children. Everybody was just aunts and uncles. Weird. He had everybody believing he was a prophet. So he would like write books and things, and at all times. You were hearing his preachings or being taught something by him from the moment you woke up, but even while you were sleeping. So that comes in like the mind control part of it. Slowly he began to like prophesizing the end of the world and they had to be prepared. People would say that he would say death was the ultimate orgasm. He didn't let any of the children in school, they had to perform on the streets to earn money. So the children earned money. Like they would perform like Performing songs. What? Like what? songs and playing instruments and they would make their money that way. He got really weird. He, he put in this thing called the law of love. Which was anyone who wanted you could have you. And you had to, had to go along with it. No matter your age or anything. He created these things called the flirty fishies. Which were women who went out and recruited men. Like powerful men. Influential men. And they slept with them. But they weren't allowed to use any kind of birth control. So basically he wanted them to have children with them. And that's how he got his own son. So the one he called his son was not actually his son. But he raised him as his son. And he had him introduced to his law of love as early as age four. 1994 he dies and all the camps because told you there were camps that they put the teenagers in and they were tortured them till they were part of their mindset yeah so they closed all those and then in 1994 he died his son was too young to take over so his second wife took over and she is still the leader to this day still called the same thing no it is now called the family international and like Matt said it has been changed a couple of times but that's the current name of it his son you know his pretend son wanted to change the cult so he came up with a plan that he was going to 
murder his mother. So he tortured three people to get information on where she's at because like his father, she went around to different places shrouded in a mystery. And then the last time anybody heard from him, he had like said, tortured those people and he was found in his car, stabbed to death, but they said that he did it to himself. Oh, he committed suicide by stabbing himself. Stabbing himself to death. And like I said, she still runs it today. So, um, did the police go check out the compound, or so, were they just like, this is a weird dude, well, and the, he has a diary? The research I did on it, because they have changed their name like five times, it's basically like every time they get busted for doing shit wrong, they reorganize and mm-hmm. change their name, and now they're a new group. Yeah. But it's basically just the same thing with the But So name. they're never doing anything so wrong, according to the police. That they completely shut him down and arrest anybody. Well, Everybody's always just free until this one guy stabs himself to death in his car. They they put out policies like out in the world how the religion is supposed to be run, but that's not actually how they're running it. Yeah. They're still doing the old things, but they're saying they're not doing them anymore. Yeah, so they're putting up a, a front for the public yeah. to make themselves look... Most of their places they have today are between Japan and Hong Kong. There's not, but I think there's 13 left in the United States. 13 compounds. Whole compounds with hundreds of people or 13, like, families? Compounds. Hundreds to 200 people. Okay. But like I said, they constantly move everybody around. so That's another thing, too. All the children who came forward, you know, that have escaped it, they can't recall where they were because they don't use passports to put people between places. They move them around so often, there's no way to track who did it or when. Yeah, and you would think... If most, if they're making new compounds every so often to move their people, they're probably making them to be pretty similar because they have one set way to build it as fast as yeah. possible so we can get moved over. Yeah, there. they can make houses. So yeah. Yeah, and they're super poor. So, All the compounds they live in very. If poor you're especially places. with with kids, if you're moving them around a lot, but then the place looks exactly the same when they get there, you have no idea. They're not yeah. going to be able to differentiate. So I have Sherry Schreiner. Through podcast and YouTube videos, Sherry Schreiner yeah, led a community good. of followers in the belief that a race of devil-worshipping, shape-shifting reptiles from outer space has infiltrated human civilization. Is that lizard people? She yeah. she started the lizard people. I don't I don't know that she started it, but she <laughs> she's wa- the first one to be known for she it. She wa- she was a huge person in the in the social media realm. To identify the, the reptiles, I guess. <laughs> Through mind control and body snatching, these reptilians purportedly seek to install totalitarian world government, thereby bringing about the rule of the Antichrist. So, <coughs> Sherry Schreiner uh, was in Carrollton, Ohio, and she referred to herself as the messenger of the Most High God. And she used all the social media platforms. So she was on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. And she had 20,000 subscribers. And she had 3 million views. So she was way more popular than we are. We've got three. Yeah. <laughs> We've got three YouTube yeah, she, subscribers. She, she Two was, of them are in this room. <laughs> she had a massive, massive following among the conspiracy theorists. So, you know. One of the things she used to do was she would use unflattering photos of celebrities and say that that was evidence of malfunctioning skin suits. 
So, like, if the, if the, if the photo wasn't good, she's like, their skin suit is failing underneath Oh, that. my God. And it's a reptilian. Tragedies like natural disasters or mass shootings, um, she would dismiss those as false operations by NATO, the Illuminati, or the Democratic Party. And all of those things, she said, were affiliated with the satanic... Like Reptilian uh, order. <laughs> can, can, can I interject for just a minute? Absolutely. <laughs> you just say Illuminati? Yeah, uh, she did! I wasn't going to say anything! I'm not half. Just making sure I heard that right. Uh, Nazis. Illuminati. Illum <laughs> I mean, Nazis. <laughs> I, I've heard of the Illuminati and I've also heard of Natty Light. <laughs> I mean, I'll wait. I just the Illuminati, NATO, the Illuminati, or the Democratic Party, all of which were affiliated with the Satanic Reptilian Order. So, according to Cher Schreiner, um, ninety percent of television celebrities were thought to be clones or robots. She had this follower named Steve Manea, um, and he was super vocal and, like, you know, he was all about her. So, he got a girlfriend named Barbara Rogers. Sheriff Schreiner did not like Barbara Rogers. Barbara Rogers, at one point, posted a picture of her dinner, which was steak tartare. Sheriff Schreiner says she must be a vampire or a succubus because she wants to feast on the flesh of, you know, feast on the blood of humans. She thought that by saying that Barbara was a succubus or a reptilian or any of those things that she could turn Steve back to her, that's actually not what happened. <laughs> Steve Mineo, who had been her champion, became her enemy. And he suddenly began making these videos. She's a fraud. She's this. And he was like her arch nemesis now, right? He became the arch nemesis of Sherry Schreiner. At one point, though, he became crazy and thought that she might be a reptilian herself. So he he doesn't like her, but he still believes and thinks he believes in her. Right. So okay. now she now she's the she's the worst. Yeah. So now she is a reptilian. It has become his mission in life. Like, it has taken over his <laughs> whole life, exposing her as, you know, the fraud and the reptilian that she is. On July 15th, 2017, which is only a few short months after all of this shit started because he didn't start dating Barbara Rogers until 2017, <clears throat> Barbara Rogers called 911 claiming that after a night of drinking, her boyfriend, Steve, had pulled out a gun and begged her to kill him. She shot him in the head with a 45. She claimed that Steve was so distraught over the fights with Shriner that he wanted to die. He had begun to believe that Sherry Shriner was a reptilian and became obsessed with exposing her. According to writers, it became too much for Steve to deal with and after drinking and all that night, he was just like, end it. So, she tells the story to and they actually can't say one word or the other, you know. But either way, it's illegal, right? It, <laughs> it, it, it is. Why would that be the story that you told? Why would you not be like... Some broke in the house and shot Any him. fucking thing right. else. Right. 
Well, in, in her head, she's completely clean, but she's not. Um, no, because it's not how it works. That, but the cops are uh. like, that's fucked. And we don't believe it, but we can't prove it's not right. So, they offer her <clears throat> third degree murder. Which means that she didn't intend to kill him, but she caused his death. She is 15. But I mean, that's that's not right at all. Like, if you start beg, if I tell the cops that you begged me to kill you and then I kill you, I absolutely meant to kill you because you asked me to. I think that they, in this case, it became so much about the cult that they just didn't <clears throat> want to take it to trial. But and she got 15 years, though. Yeah, she got 15 Did years. she actually do all 15 years? So she pled Or did out? she get out for good behavior after two months? No, like she's a lot still of in there. Because this just happened in, like, 2017. So she's, she's still in there now? Yeah, she's okay. still in there. Yeah. If, if she didn't go to any trial, did she plead out then? They just had to Yeah, she pled out. And I can kind of see that. Because this is so weird, I can kind of see why their prosecution would think that that was a good idea. Even if they'd found her guilty, 20 would have been the minimum. So they might have got like five more years, but but that was the guy who hated that lady. So is the lady still running her cult thing? She's dead. She actually <clears> died <throat> like a year after this of natural causes, but her movement is still alive, like through her daughter and shit. And apparently, like people are still like posting that they don't actually believe that she's dead. Her Facebook and shit <laughs> is still alive with people that don't think that she's that she's dead or you know. Remember you told me, though, it doesn't seem like she knew what she believed in, because she went from lizard people to robots, clothes, Oh, it was everything. It was everything. Yeah, it was all over the place. So basically, it's something she didn't agree with, she made a name for it. Okay, we need to do final thoughts. So what's our question for this one? Um, cults, are they good or are they bad? Kelly. Usually bad. <laughs> cults are usually bad. Matt, cults, good or bad? Would you join a cult? I would not join a cult, but I cannot say they are all bad. Ryan's you would sleep. join a cult to worship me. Alicia, would you join a cult? <laughs> I would not join a cult, no. All of them are bad? I'd say the evidence points to Tiki <laughs> that they are bad. The correlation between Tiki and Tiki. All signs point to that. What if I started a cult? Would y'all join my cult? It depends what's in your cult. 